0: Today on Rooted Daily, we ask if we can please God and still be rich. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about if you can be rich and still be loved by God. And you know, the Bible can be pretty clear cut on a lot of issues. There are plenty of times when God gives us a a thou shall or thou shalt not. Thou shall not murder. Thou shall take care of widows and orphans. And and there's not much wiggle room there. Although I, I realize people have tried to find wiggle room to justify murder or avoid taking care of widows and orphans throughout history. But despite those who are always going to look for loopholes in God's word, these commands are pretty plain and they offer a resolution. If you obey the command, God will be pleased. And that's some math that I can follow, and it's the math that the religious leaders in the first century craved. They wanted a formula that told them if they followed enough rules, if they made enough sacrifices, they could end with a positive balance. And some of scripture offers this kind of clarity, but the text I want to look at today doesn't have as clear of a resolution. In Matthew chapter 19, as Jesus is praying for the little children that the people brought to him, saying that his kingdom belonged to them, just then a man asked him a question. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16, it says, Just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones, he inquired, and Jesus replied, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these things I've kept, the young man said, what do I still lack? And Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. And then Jesus said to his disciples, truly, I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And when the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked who then can be saved. And Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Now, that's a tough pill to swallow. And Christ's teaching here, it suggests some difficult questions for us. We may not be richer than our neighbor, but we certainly live in a time, in a place where we are fairly comfortable. So did Jesus mean we should give that all up? Is this a a general command where we are all to sell everything that we have? Or was he simply talking to this one man? And what about the whole camel through an eye of a needle? That's not referencing anything but what it sounds like. I I don't really know how big the average camel is, bigger than a horse, maybe. But I can tell you it's going to be more than a tight squeeze to get through a needle. And that's how hard it is for a rich guy to get to heaven according to Jesus. Think about that. I have to assume that unless I start to see camels shrinking to a size smaller than thread, then no rich person will ever make it to heaven. And while I wouldn't like that reality, at least I could understand that. Just like the formula where if I obey a command, then I'll please God. If I take care of widows and orphans, I'll please God. This is similar to that. If I am poor, I please God. That's the formula we see from this. But Jesus says it's not so simple. He doesn't stop here. When the disciples heard what Jesus said, they were astonished. And Matthew tells us they asked who then can be saved. They, just like us, maybe they weren't the richest people in the world, but they had material belongings. They had wealth. And they didn't understand if Jesus meant if it were simply impossible for a rich person to be pleasing to God or if all Christians would be required to sell off everything They have. But Jesus continues, with man, this is impossible, meaning it's impossible to be saved. But with God, all things are possible. So what does that mean for our finances? What do we need to do with our wealth if we want to enter heaven? Well, first, Jesus demands radical sacrifice. He made no bones about it. He told his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Matthew sixteen twenty four through 26. You know, Christ requires sacrifice not just a sacrifice of time or money although he surely demands those as well but a radical sacrifice past the point of death i've got a water bottle where this verse is printed on it and i guess it's a reminder to focus back on christ But this isn't a cute phrase to embroider on throw pillows. This is a call to serve even when it demands that we lose our life. Romans chapter 12 starts with that remarkable call to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. And what that means is that as long as I still have the breath of life in me, I have more to give to God. I need to keep giving until I run out of that breath. And so when it comes to our finances, this specific command to sell all that we have doesn't necessarily apply to every Christian. Christians can use physical possessions in their efforts to serve God. But while we're not necessarily commanded to liquidate everything, we are commanded to be ready to do so. We must be ready to give everything up if that's what God demands from us. And as long as we still have air in our lungs, there is more we can give to God. Second, what this exchange with the rich man means is that I need to tear down any barriers that I have built up between me and God. You know, money doesn't have to be a barrier for everyone. Money can be used for good purposes. But here, Jesus warns this man that his money has become a barrier. He was willing to sacrifice some things. He was willing not to commit adultery or steal or hate. But this was a line he couldn't cross. He loved his money, and he wasn't willing to give it up when Christ demanded it. Christians must be ready to give everything up for Jesus. And when anything stands in our way, we have to cut it out. And another extraordinary example of radical sacrifice, talking then about adultery, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 29, "...if your right eye causes you to stumble gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for the whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. If anything or anyone stands as a barrier between me and and God, whether it's adultery or money or a friend, I have to cut out that temptation and sacrifice everything for Christ. Third and finally, you know, this passage about the rich man tells me that I cannot be good without God. Remember back to what the, the rich man called Jesus, good teacher. And Jesus replies, why do you ask me about what is good? And Jesus replied, there's only one who is good. And Jesus is is asking the rich man, do you understand the implications of what you're saying? Only God is good, men are not. And no matter how many commandments that are kept, that rich man would always fall short. Me too. And that's why this is difficult to swallow. Jesus says there isn't a simple formula. I can't do enough like taking care of orphans and widows or, or rejecting sin in order to be pleasing to God, the sum of all of my actions simply will never be great enough to get a positive result. So if I take Jesus seriously, I have to admit that as a a relatively comfortable person when it comes to money, I'm going to have an astronomically difficult time getting into heaven. For me, and I, I imagine for you too, it's going to be like fitting a camel through an eye of a needle. I can't do that. On my own, I can't get through that needle. But thank God that Jesus doesn't stop there. With man, this is impossible, sure. But with God, all things are possible. On your own, it's going to be impossible to please God if you're rich. And on your own, it will be impossible to please God if you're poor. That's why we need his grace. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's Word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.